Good morning. It's very good to be with you uh, this morning. As I was walking out here, I re recalled in my mind having been in Greece about 20 years ago and having uh, read the gospel as a deacon uh, at a church at, in Orteokestro in Thessaloniki. And uh, having to do that, the envelope was up one of those stairwells that went around a pillar uh, to the top where the gospel was read. And so I was thinking, I'm, I'm glad now 20 years older, I'm not having to climb that to deliver the sermon this morning. So uh, it was an easy walk from here, to, from the altar to here. But anyway, it's very good to be with you here this morning, especially on this Sunday of All Saints. And it is an opportunity that we have this morning to look back on where we have come from, where we have been over the course of these last few months, which began, if you think, all the way back to February and the beginning of the Triodian period with the Sunday of the Publican and the Pharisee. Uh, today is the accumulation. It is the, it is the point in which we move out of that liturgical time that connected the beginning of the Triodian with all of the Sundays and all of the events and commemorations that we've had through Lent, through Holy Week, through our celebration of the resurrection of Christ, now through the Ascension and Pentecost, it concludes on this day. This is actually, in the, in the readings, this is the first uh, Sunday, right? It is the, the first Sunday of the period that now begins that we could say is, is kind of ordinary time. Uh, but I'm here this morning to help us reflect a little bit because over the last few weeks, the Gospels that we've read, the hymns that we have sung, have prepared us not for ordinary time. It has prepared us for the calling and the task that we have to do as the people of God. This is not the time to, oh, take our breath and say, we got through all of that, we're through Holy Week, we're through all of the, the celebrations and the commemorations. As priests, it's kind of easy to do because now we go back to, well, everything's pretty much the same week in, week out in terms of the, the liturgics and, and the, 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 the structure of everything. I don't have to remember, oh, don't say this, say that, or this is the hymn we sing today, or we do this or we do that. Uh, it's a little bit easier. But, but that's not the focus. The focus is not on that, okay, well, we're, we're all set. We can begin all of that again next year when we start the Triodian period again and we can prepare for that journey. Some forget that we are still on that journey, right? It's not just Pascha, which is the Feast of Feasts, but it is all of the Sundays that come after that help us to identify ourselves with what happened with Christ and his apostles and the disciples and in what they were called to do. Think about it as we conclude this period and as we end today with a commemoration of all of those who have gone before us since Christ ascended into heaven, who have offered a witness of the gospel and have been his witnesses to the ends of the earth. We have gone from the burden of sin Sunday of, the, of the, the publican and the sinner, the Sunday of the prodigal, to the power of the Holy Spirit. We have gone from alienation from God to the abundant life of grace in communion with Him. We have gone from repentance to holiness. We have gone from cries of forgiveness to the proclamation of the gospel. We have, we have 
come from being outcasts of the kingdom of God to being his chosen people. Over the last few weeks, our gospel readings and the wisdom, I think, of our liturgical cycle and, and calendar has focused on the mighty acts of God through his ascension, through Holy Pentecost, but more importantly for us today, on those who were called to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. Today, this focus is on those who have received the inheritance of the faith and have been witnesses not only down through the ages, but today. We are the inheritors of the faith. We are the witnesses of Christ. We are the ones that are called here and now in this place, in our lives, in this world we live in today, to be the apostles, to be the saints of the church. And over the last few weeks, we have been guided to reflect on this in different ways. And so I'm, I'm bringing together a few things that I've, I've preached on during this period, but also from the reading of the gospel today, to connect these. And I'll go, I'll go through them uh, quickly. I always warn people when my sermon has more than three points. I'll, I'll move a little quicker, right? This, this one has five, so don't worry. We'll, we're going to go through them. But they're hopefully easy to remember and focus on the Gospels that we've had the last few weeks. If you remember back, the Gospel reading last Sunday was from John chapter 7. John chapter 7, where, as we know, John the Apostle wrote later in the first century mostly speaking to the second generation of Christians, those that met new challenges and circumstances and, and, and needed to be encouraged in their faith. And in John chapter 7, he focuses on this dialogue between, or, or this debate and, and going on between Jesus and the Pharisees of what he was doing and how they were perceiving it. Dynamics that still would have been there in the first century between what was going on in the synagogues and what was going on among the Christians. And he uses the words of Christ to, to encourage the Christians to remain steadfast. Yes, Christ had not yet returned, but yet we must still follow what he gave to the disciples. We must hear his words, and we must know that these are the things that if we are to be his apostles, if we are to follow in the example of the saints of the church, these are the things we must do. First of all, in John 7, 37, Jesus stood up and proclaimed, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. How simple is that? We must thirst. We must thirst and hunger after righteousness, as it says in the Beatitudes. We must seek the kingdom of God. The first thing that we must do and understand in our lives is we must be seeking God. We must be thirsting after Him. We must be thirsting after His presence, His power, His wisdom, His grace and love in our lives. This brings to mind the Samaritan woman, right? Same, similar conversation. The water, the living water that Christ offered, which is the second thing, as He says here. He who believes in Me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart, shall flow rivers of living water. If we are to be the apostles of the church, if we are to follow the saints, our souls must be filled with living water. 
Filled with living water means that the grace and presence of God is within us, restoring us to his image and likeness, flowing through us and out of us, offering his grace to all those around us, just as the apostles did when they were filled with the Holy Spirit. That is what Pentecost is telling us. The Spirit has come down upon us, and through the Spirit, our communion with God can be restored, and we can be filled with the light and the truth, and we can offer that in this world of confusion, in this world of darkness. As Christ says in John chapter 8, again from the reading last week, John chapter 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So not only must we thirst and our souls be filled with living water, but we must walk in the light. What we see in this, in this conflict that he had with the Pharisees, right? All of these things, they were not thirsting after God. Their souls were not filled with what was living. They were not walking in the light because they could not recognize who he was and what he had come to do. And so Jesus was guiding his apostles and disciples as he has guided the saints, those who have drawn close in holiness and communion with God, and has let them see through in their hearts what they must do in order to be these witnesses. They constantly thirst for God, their souls are filled with living water, and they walk in a world full of darkness that does not know the light, that does not know Christ. They walk in the light. This is our inheritance. This is what the apostles and the saints have shown us what we need to do to be the witnesses that Christ calls us to be in the world today. But there are two more here that we see from the reading today in Matthew chapter 10. So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. To be apostles and saints, looking at their example today as we commemorate all of the saints, we must always acknowledge Christ. We can see this in the lives of not only the apostles as we read the book of Acts, but we can see it in the lives of the saints as well. No matter what circumstance, situation, challenge, threat that they faced, they always acknowledged Christ. It leads us to consider in each moment, in each place, in every sphere of our lives, do we always acknowledge Christ? Do we always recognize the power and presence of Christ leading us, guiding us to act, to speak, to minister, to serve, to witness as we should for Christ? To be apostles and saints today as it's been down through the ages, which is not easy. We're not saying this is an easy thing to do. It's challenging. It was then, look at the challenges the apostles faced. Look at many of the saints who have had so many struggles and persecutions, even to death, but they always acknowledged Christ. 
in every aspect of their life. And then in chapter, uh, again in Matthew chapter 10, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. These are very challenging words. Very difficult words. To think about and to ponder, to think, wait a minute, are we have to love Christ? Well, we could probably ascribe to that. We could probably consent and say, well, yes, we should love, love Christ, but... Does that show within our lives? And this doesn't mean that we leave father and mother and children and homes and so forth aside. Some are called to do that. What it's saying to us is, are those things first before Christ in our lives? Christ is asking us about our priorities. The love we need for our father or our mother or our brother or sister or our children will be there if we love Christ first. But if we look down through the ages, if we look at the apostles and we look at the saints, they were willing to give up everything in this world for their love of Christ. This is the witness that they offer to us. They knew that when Christ called upon their lives and upon their service, that they were willing and ready and that whatever that took, whatever they had to put aside, whatever they had to put second to that service and to that calling, that is what they did. The fifth thing is we must love Christ above all things so that we are ready, we are willing to serve where and when he needs us in whatever way that he calls us in whatever we can offer to his church, to his people, to those around us in need, as a witness of the grace of God in our lives. This is where we are now in our liturgical calendar. We are not at a place of just sitting idle. We are not at a place of saying, now we can rest. We've gotten through this cycle. Things have gone back to normal. We are at a time when we are called to pick up the mantle of the apostles and the saints and to carry it each and every day of our lives, to take up our cross, to take up the cross, which is the cross of life. It is the cross of victory. That is the cross that Christ calls us to carry so that others can see the life that is in us and can share in that life as well. This is the day when it's now our turn. We've looked at the journey of Christ to the cross. We've seen his glorious resurrection. We've seen his miracles and the wondrous works that he did in the power of the resurrection. We have seen him ascend into heaven. We have affirmed that the Holy Spirit has come down upon the apostles and upon his church. And now it is our turn. It is our time. This is our time to carry out the work of the gospel, to be witnesses of the resurrection, to know that he has ascended and he will return. 
And this is what the writer this morning, as we read, the writer in Hebrews is saying. I think this is it's great. Whoever put these passages together in the lectionary was, was certainly inspired by God. Because here, as we reflect on where we are in the calendar of the church and in the time and the day and our lives and what we are called to do, here these words come through. Therefore, therefore, after he's written about all the saints and all those who have come before us, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely. Two things here. The, the sin is a weight, but it's not the weight he's referring to here. The weight, it says, let us lay aside every weight. Let's lay aside everything that is weighing us down spiritually. Let us lay aside everything that is keeping us from doing the will of God in our lives. Let's lay aside everything that is keeping us from being the apostles and the saints that God calls us to be. And let's lay aside the sin which clings so closely and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. What's amazing here, and if we, we need to think about it for a moment, the, the, the author is connecting us here and now to that moment when Christ left this earth, to the ascension, seated at the right hand of the throne of God, the moment when Christ was no longer physically present with his disciples. He had just told them to go to the ends of the earth and be my witnesses. And he ascended. And here we're being asked by the writer to put ourselves in that same situation. He has ascended. He's there. The Holy Spirit has come upon us. Now what do we do? We run the race. We lay aside everything that keeps us from being his witnesses. We lay aside the sin in our lives and we run the race. We persevere, and we go forth as his witnesses. This Sunday of All Saints is not just a commemoration of all those who have gone before us. This is the Sunday of our calling and our commission to take up that mantle, to receive the inheritance of the faith, and to go and be the witnesses that God calls his people and the church to be. As we look to the weeks ahead, yes, it's summer, right? And our culture around us says this is a time to take vacation. It's a time to relax. It's a time to renew. Uh, it's a time to do a little less here and there. Good things too, right? Spend time with our families and so forth. But we cannot forget that we are the people of God. And what God is calling us to do, no matter what the time of year, He's calling us to be his witnesses, to be what the apostles were called to be, what the saints have been called to be, what we are called to be today as his people, as his church. Amen.